0: Welcome, you're listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio, a podcast for anyone who is thinking about starting or is already a few years deep into their own wedding venue business. Whether your property is on the beach or in the middle of the country or smack dab in the heart of downtown, this show is designed for you. I'm your host, Ami Quirconi. I'm the author of How to Turn Your Rural Property into a Wedding Venue Business, and I have a new business book called The Fearless Woman's Guide to Starting a Business. I'm a business coach, consultant, former wedding venue owner, and I'm here to help you. So if your dream is to be your own boss by hosting one of the best days a family has in their lives on your property, then you're in the right place. So the million-dollar question that led you to listen, should I still start a wedding venue business? And that's a legitimate question. A lot of people are asking, especially since I'm recording this episode in the summer of 2021, and if anybody needs a a recall, 2020 was an abysmal and devastating year for any event business, um, whether you were a vendor that worked with wedding Uh, couples or if you were a venue um, yourself. And so there's no doubt that the wedding industry took a hard punch in the stomach in 2020 because of the coronavirus pandemic. But does the impact of those stay-at-home orders or the social distancing requirements mean that wedding venue businesses in general are going to be a bad direction to still go? And I'm of the opinion that I think that there's still a great business there. Yes, the environment has changed, but it's still something good to consider especially for people that have rural home properties or farm properties. And and here's why. Weddings are still going to continue to be big business. In fact, when I published my book back in 2016, I had included some information from Wedding Wire. And that was at that point the market had grown from about 54 billion to 74 billion dollar a year industry. And that's not millions, that's Billions with a B. Now, in the Wedding Wire 2020 report, which was a survey of over 27,000 couples between January 1st and December 31st of 2019, yes, still pre pandemic, they found that on average, couples hire about 15 vendors for their wedding day. And the most often hired vendor, as you guessed it, is going to be the venue. Meaning people opt out out of some of the other services, but 92% of couples surveyed all still wanted to have their wedding at a venue location, not their backyard, not a state park or even a church. Now, what is also increasing is that venue rental fees. In 2016, the average cost of the venue in 2019 was 10500 per an event, up from 9000 back in 2018. And in this report, they also found that October is growing as the most popular month, including in 2020, and that half of all fall weddings are actually still outdoor events, again, lending itself to rural properties. Now, in the Knott's own survey, they found that the venue is the biggest factor driving costs as well, with up to one-third of the wedding costs being for the venue, and nearly 20% of all weddings being held at farms, barns, or rural properties. Also, believe it or not, weddings are still somewhat recession-proof. Back in 2008, in the years when the economy was shrinking during the recession, the National Association of Catering Executives released the results of their membership survey and found that, while couples were definitely scaling back their wedding budgets, the total number of cancellations didn't rise. Now, funny story was I stated in my book in 2016 that unless there was an outright ban on weddings, people are still going to be getting married no matter what, and they'll still spend money on the location. Well, in 2020, there was an outright ban on weddings. And guess what happened? People got married anyways. Sure, some of them broke the law or they eloped out in the woods with their buddy during the ceremony by a justice of the peace or they hired an officiant in their own backyards. But most couples just postponed the event until later in the year or the following year, which is now. And some did a mix of both, opting to do a quick intimate ceremony in 2020 and then plan for a full reception once it was allowed. Now, because of the adaptations people had to make in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic, does that mean that more people are going to be getting married on their own properties from now on? (laughs) I doubt that. The cost to host your own wedding when you don't have the basic furnishings or functionality of an actual venue are really high. That means that when weddings, as they are beginning to return at full scale, what we are actually seeing, and I've been talking with my venue owner friends, is that they are smaller in number in terms of overall guests, which means that if your dream is to actually have a venue, but you don't have the space or the uh, budget to open up a larger place that would hold normally 250 to say 300 guests, you might be actually in a better position because of the desire, honestly and the realization that many people found ways to be able to do smaller events and to have weddings at a smaller scale. They're still gonna want venues, they still want great locations, but they are gonna be doing these events for smaller groups. No, your business is still going to be very much in demand. In fact, outdoor locations are already considered to be a safer alternative to indoor gatherings, meaning that outdoor venues with room and capacity to allow more people and space plus fresh air is actually the best thing to have a wedding at in a post-coronavirus world sadly another factor to consider for weddings is that in um, coming out of the pandemic I have to point out that not all businesses survive these kinds of events and I know this from going through the recession in 2008 and depending on how venue businesses were structured and whether a family had any other sources of income some venues and other wedding vendors have actually been closing the doors completely or selling to entrepreneurs in fact I've been approached about buying local rural wedding venues in my area. This means that couples may actually have fewer choices than they did before. And so venues are actually gonna be an even hotter commodity. So between the factor and the reality that weddings are a part of human culture, I believe exploring this industry is still a great idea. But you definitely want to approach it with wisdom and take note to apply some of the big lessons learned in this past year to help make sure that if something like the pandemic happens again, or if its impacts continue to linger for another couple of years, which is entirely possible, then you have a business that is actually pretty adaptable. So if you're looking on for some advice on how to do this, I want to just remind you, I have a book that I published that gives you information and insights. I also offer coaching and I have at my weddingvenuebiz.com um, website, I actually have online courses that you can sign up and take and help you do some better planning with your location. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio. All of the information talked about in this episode can be found at weddingvenuebiz.com. There, you'll also find links to the book, online courses, and a way to contact me if you have any suggestions for the show or are interested in business coaching. Until next time, have a great day.